0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Happy Sabbath to you f- family saints of the Living God. It's a real joy to be here. I, um, I'm recovering from my, my jet lagness after my nine-hour flight from London. But let me tell you, man, it's good to be in South Florida. Amen, Amen. amen. You guys don't know what other people are missing. Um, I am excited about our revival. No, no, that was weak. Come again. Wheel and come again, selector. I am excited about our revival. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you, God is going to just lay some blessings on people over the next two weeks. And I don't want you to miss out on it. There are a couple of things I want to tell you about this revival. First of all. I, I believe God wants to baptize us with Jesus. Amen. And you want to you wanna come so you can be charged, refreshed, revived, and refired Amen. in the name of our God and Savior. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I need you, family, to practice the ministry of presence. What's the ministry I said? Ministry of presence. The ministry of presence. We were talking to the, the evangelistic team. And we were saying, you go to a restaurant, right? And um, there are like three people in the restaurant. Three. How do you feel about that restaurant? Why, why, why? What were you thinking to yourself? You understand? Yeah. But you go to that restaurant, man, and people are standing outside. You have to wait 30 minutes like a cheesecake factory. What, what, what are the things you say to yourself? Get in yeah. you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, So don't you think for a second that, you know, there are 50 of us, you know, um, me coming won't make a difference. That's a lie. You showing up is the ministry of presence. You being here every night the revival is held and it's, look, it's just Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday morning and evening. You know what I mean? I, I can tell you, I preach the same sermon Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. The name of those sermons is stay in your yard. <laughs> same message, m- Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So you don't, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, we, we, it's not designed to tie you out. It's not designed to kill you. Right? But it's designed to refresh you and take you to a new place in your walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Right? You all feel the preacher, right? You all feel the preacher? Yes. So we need you to practice the ministry of what? The Ministry of Presence, show up, please, show up. Take time out. And I know, I know you might be tempted because Wednesday night might be desperate housewives, Sunday night might be devious maids or grace anatomy, but I want you to make a sacrifice. I know, look, they're rolling their eyes at me right now. What I want to tell you about the preacher is I'm born blind and uh, so I can't see your facial expressions, which might be good. I was preaching in this church in London, and they were, they, they were live streaming us, right? And people were like, man, those people look mean and sad. I'm like, I'm happy i happy you can't see them jokers, you know? <laughs> I'm thinking everybody's just smiling at me, yeah. which is the joy of being blind, right? Yeah. So you want to be here. Tell, tell, I want you to call folks and tell them that God has a special blessing waiting for them in saving grace. Yeah. Yeah saving grace amen now at the end of this message we're going to do something different at the end for my appeal i i am an action preacher let me tell you the truth i am you know a lot of me i'm kind of sick of churchianity where we just come to church and we go home and it does nothing for us but we keep doing it because i mean you're supposed to go to church aren't you yeah Yeah. and you don't want to feel guilty right i'm tired of religion like that i'm tired of that I, i i want christianity I want a faith that changes my life. I want a faith that impacts me so that I can impact other people. I want a faith that touches lives in a real and in a tangible and in a marked way. That's what I want. Yes. So I preach for that. So I'm going to challenge you to change over the next two weeks. Seriously. So, so this appeal, this after this message, I'm going to ask you to sit right where you are and call or text 3 to 5 people. You you get to use your phone in church this morning, this afternoon. You you're with me still, right? You yeah. you're, you're still with me, family? Yes. Right, don't no act like that y'all. Right? So at the end of my message today, I'm going to ask you to call, text, email on your phone 3 to 5 people and say to them something awesome is happening at our church. Give them the night. You have the flyer. Tell them something from that flyer. That's going to be our appeal today. And every evening, I'll challenge you to keep calling, inviting three people. Hear what God taught me recently. If nobody... I'm being serious. This is not, I'm not guilt tripping you. I'm, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about this. But I want you to understand where you are in Christ. If nobody is interested in learning about your God... In checking your church out, something is wrong with your spirituality. Y'all don't like it, but I'm not seeing you. So I'm going to say it again. If, if nobody, Amen. nobody is asking you about your faith, you know, why are you different? They want to check out your church. Something is wrong with your spirituality. Take that. Now, listen, I'm not saying to you that if if you never baptize somebody or if, 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 if they, they never come back again that, that you're on the hook for that. I'm not saying that because you can't choose for people. But the life you live ought to turn some heads. Y'all feel me? The life you live ought to create some curiosity about your Jesus. Amen. I think I'm preaching this thing already boy. I like it. Amen. Amen. So, so I want to encourage you. Call a couple of people. You can't make them come. But call some people and tell them God is doing something awesome. Tell them that there's a blind man preaching like he is seeing. You know, whatever you want to tell them. Tell them he's four foot seven, but he's still going to heaven. Amen. Whatever you need to tell them, right? Tell them that, like, <laughs> you all heard my funny story, right? When, when people hear my accent, you know where they think I'm from, right? There you go. Jamaica, man. So they say, well, well I said, no, no, I'm from, I'm from Trinidad. And they go, like, well, what part of Jamaica is that? <laughs> it, Tr- Trinidad is the southern part of Jamaica. That's right there where it is. So tell them I'm from the southern part of Jamaica. Right? You tell them that. Look, we, I was in that church in London. And two weeks ago, they had children's story, Sister Clark. And the guy doing the children's story, he was being Aaron. And I got up and I told the church, that is heresy. I said, because Aaron was not Jamaican. <laughs> he was an Aaron Jamaican and the week before the Jama- the moses was jamaican too i'm like wait the whole bible is Jamaican? stop that y'all <laughs> stop it stop it right now all right so look we're really gonna be blessed and i want you guys to be a part of it so at the end of the message you're gonna call some people i want to thank my niece for coming fanta thank you for being in the house you can just wave i can't see it but the other people could just wave no nah, don't make the girls stand up you all love to embarrass people eh man Amen. let the people let them sit down and feel comfortable Some people don't even want you to call them name. Just wave your hand, sister. Amen. That's my niece over there. She's coming from the southern part of Jamaica too. (laughs) Happens to be Trinidad. (laughs) Thank you so much. And all you guests, I'm happy they didn't make you stand to embarrass you. But I'm grateful that you're in our presence. If if you're visiting, could you just, just wave at us? Just wave. You don't need to stand. Just wave. We just want to say thank you for your sweet presence in this house. And notice, I call you guest. You're not a visitor because you're not from another planet. You know, you're a guest and you're in our space. We are grateful for your sweet presence. Trust me, God is gonna bless you immensely this morning. I'm done. That's my announcement. Um, Matthew chapter nine. Jump with me. Thank you, sister, for switching the passage. Matthew chapter nine. I want to read tomorrow evening tomorrow evening i'm going to speak from the title we we begin at seven thirty, but there's a health fair at six thirty. we speak from the title what you tell yourself could kill you Amen. seriously Amen. can kill you or heal you you want to be here tomorrow evening words have power don't they yes. your words truly have power and and, and and on wednesday evening wednesday evening i'm, I'm, I'm gonna share with you i'm gonna share with you about your comeback story that 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 no matter how difficult or hard life is you have you have a comeback story in that experience amen Amen. you know it's like somebody somebody said that there are two types of people that awake each morning the first kind when they when they wake up they're excited to be alive they jump out of bed man and when they pray they say good morning lord and then there's another kind, they drag themselves from under the bed. They curse the day for coming so quickly. They, they, they kick the dog, scream at the cat. And when they pray, they don't say, good morning, Lord. They say, good Lord, it's morning. <laughs> and I'm going to find out which one are you on Wednesday evening. But you want, to, you want to miss Wednesday evening. You can actually learn to be positive. You know that, right? It's an art. You can actually learn that. And, and Wednesday evening is going to be your opportunity to be blessed like that, right? I have so many stories. Like I told you, I'm born blind. God has truly blessed my life. I, I I run a real estate business. I have two masters, a doctorate, I travel around the globe and preach as a blind person, right? Isn't that incredible? Yeah. But you want to be here to be inspired and hear what God and how God has done these things for me. And my belief is that if He can touch a little broke, black, blind boy then your life could also be touched and inspired. Amen? Lord. So you want to be, you you be here Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. The book of Matthew. Why don't you stand? You look too comfortable. Stand up, man. Stand up. Let's, let me read this thing in your hearing. Matthew chapter 9. Lord. Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 35 through 39. And Jesus was going about all the cities and the villages doing what? Doing what? Teaching, Teaching where? In their synagogues and doing what? the gospel of the kingdom and what else he was doing he was healing every kind of sickness and disease and and seeing who was that the multitude he felt what compassion for them because they were what they were distressed and downtrodden and they were like what like sheep without a shepherd then and then jesus jesus he said to his disciples what is that The harvest, it is ripe. It is plentiful. But what's the problem? The laborers. they are just few men. And he had a prayer request. He said, therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers or workers into the harvest. We're going to end there. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, God, that you would bless us, you would fill us, you would inspire us, you would turn our lives around, God, and that this experience today it would be life transforming. Pray this, pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. And amen. You could be seated in his presence. You know, when, when I lived in Trinidad, my, my brother-in-law, Fanta, your father, he did a business, uh, a fruit plate business. So what he would do, right? He would take these little instruments and he would garnish these fruit plates. And he would create stars and like shape it in different nice little things, right? And, 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 and he had American fruits, kiwi, cantaloupe, strawberries that I never tasted before. And, and, and when he shaped the fruits, Elder Parchment, he had like a lot of ends remaining. And, and, and I said to him, I'm like, man, why, why don't you just let me taste some of those ends? He said, no. I said, come on. He said, let me give you it in German. No. You want it in French? No. I'm like, all right. All right, Hader, I got you. Uh, but he had this big plate. Filled with just ends, leftovers, just sitting there idle, doing nothing, you know? So while I was sleeping, Sister Gray, I heard them fruits calling my name. <laughs> Call my name. And it didn't even say Dr. Dex. It said Dex. And I woke up, right? Brother Errol, I woke up and I crept softly, even on my knees. You wonder why some people are born blind, right? I general that boy. Way. wait. <laughs> Crept on my knees, right? And when I got to the fridge, sister Donna, I don't remember, but I think it opened by itself. <laughs> Just opened. And what it did, what it did, what it did, right? El the night, I took out the small pieces, and then I packed it back. And my plans were to 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 um to get up really early and bunk so that the other criminals in the house could get the blame. That was my plan. But them fruits, boy, them fruits were of the devil. You hear me? I overslept that night, that morning. And when I got up and I was rolling past the refrigerator, guess who? My brother-in-law just sitting there. He's like, Dexter! I said it wasn't me. It was not me. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Whatever it is, it wasn't me. Let me just tell you that right now. He's like, um, you see that you see the the big the 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 the, the leftovers the, the ends with all those American fruits in the plate? I'm like yeah what, what happened to them? He said, Man, I forgot to tell you I, I left it for you. Oh, I'm like, you serious? You mean I was getting up two o'clock in the morning, crawling on my crazy knees, in the dark, stealing from myself? <laughs> I felt like an idiot. All that work, family, stealing from myself. And I and I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes if we don't do the same thing when we refuse to pray. I I, I wonder sometimes if if we're not stealing from ourselves when we refuse to seek. Ah, uh, the face of Jesus. Uh, the, the the songwriter said it better than I could. Uh, oh, what peace we often forfeit, and oh, what needless pains we bear, all because we we don't carry everything to God in prayer. I wonder, man, if we, when we refuse to to call upon the name of Jesus, if we are not stealing from ourselves. We're not stealing from it because where there's prayer, man, there's power, huh? And there's never a time of saints of God. There's never a time you pray and nothing happens never a time. Something always happens when you seek the the, the the face of my God. That's why the Bible says, that's what the Bible says, that we have not a high priest, Hebrews 4, 15. Ah, we have a high priest who can feel the feelings of our infirmities. Good God, talking about Jesus. But in, in all points, he was tempted like as we are. Help me preach this thing, y'all. Yet without sin, therefore it says, come boldly unto the throne of grace that you might Find help Hallelujah. and grace in your times of trouble. There's never a time you pray and nothing happens. Every time, man, you you do some neology, God hears and something happens. Amen. That's why we read in in in, in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people. Ah, which are called by my name if they would humble themselves and seek my face God said he's going to hear from heaven forgive their sins and he's going to heal our life. that hope somebody that's some good news man there's never a time you pray and nothing happens I wonder if we steal from ourselves. I I like what Auntie Ellen paints this pity man. Hear what she said. She says the weakest saint, good God, the weakest saint on their knees, the entire host of darkness is no match. Something happens when you pray. You hear what I'm saying? That's why the Bible said that my God, he's able to do more abundantly, exceedingly, above all that we can ask, think, or even fathom. What a God we serve. Amen. Something happens when you pray. But, but I wonder to myself, why, why then don't we pray? If, if prayer is so powerful, if, if prayer does such wonders, if, if in fact, if the devil can keep you prayerless, you can read all the Bible you want, You can come all the church you need to, if he can keep you prayerless. Because there are some things God will not do except through prayer. If he can keep you prayerless, then he has the victory. But he's in trembling mode. He's in scattering mode. He's He's in fleeing mode when you begin to bruise them knees. Huh? When you begin to cry out to your God. But I wonder why we, 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 we're not persistent. The, 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 the statistics say that the Christian people, they pray three minutes a day. And they want an hour's worth of blessings. I wonder why. Why, man? Why Ella Campbell? Why is there such a struggle for us to be consistent in, 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 in calling and seeking and pleading and petitioning the throne of God? I Why? Why? Could, could it be that because we just pray for tradition, some of us have never grown up? You know, there's a difference between growing old and growing up, right? You know that, right? Some of us still pray the same prayers all the time. Gentle Jesus, meek and my, look upon his little child. You know, just haven't grown up. It's like the guy, he said the same old prayer. One day he just got tired saying the same old prayer. So he just wrote it out, stuck it on his wall. And every morning he's like, Lord, look. And he kept rolling. I, w- I wonder if, is, is that us? Families, is that us that you, you 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 don't experience the power in prayer because it's just the same old thing? You know what I mean? You don't take time to pour it out to God to let him know your troubles and your trials and your tribulations. You don't let him know how you're broken and you're wounded and you you need healing and revival in your soul. What why, man? Could 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 it be that a lot of us prayer is just for e like a fire escape, just for emergencies? Is is like the conversation between the, the the pilot and air traffic control pilot to air traffic control pilot to air traffic control i just lost my last engine and i am rapidly going down air traffic control to pilot air traffic control to pilot repeat after me our father who art in heaven you're about to die but i wonder if we only pray when it's an emergency and we don't even do that good sometimes. I wonder if we only cry out to God when, when, when we are in a bind or up a creek. I, I wonder if, if that keeps us, if, that, if we keep cheating ourselves, we're stealing and robbing ourselves because we only pray, man, when we're in a fix. Or, or I wonder if, if, if we just simply don't believe, we just don't believe that, that prayer works. We, we, we just don't, we haven't embraced Hebrews 11:6, 6, which says that, that, that he that comes to God must first believe that he what? He exists and, and that he is a rewarder. Somebody say rewarder. What? Rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I wonder if that passage have not been wrapped around our minds that we just don't believe, man. That our God answers prayer. Amen. You know, it's like the... Um, The church, there was a vacant property next to the church. And you know, church, a lot of church folks don't have vision. So they didn't buy the thing. And um, the new owners who bought it decided to put a rum shop next to it. And they build the rum shop, right? And man, let me tell you, man, on Sabbath morning, when the pastor is preaching, next door, next door, man. Boy, lyrics are flinged down. The only thing they were hearing, select a boy, you know. Next door, loud, loud music. One sister got up and she said, let me pray. Let's pray that, 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 that God will get rid of that place. Another sister got up and she said, fire, burn, burn them, Jesus. That's a Jamaican sister. Just want you all to know that. <laughs> fire, fire, burn. Yeah, yeah, burn them down, Lord. And that church started praying. That God will destroy that place. And in two weeks, some mysterious fire burnt that place to the ground. To the ground. So what, you know what the Ramsha people do? They took the church to court. And they said, judge, these people prayed for a place to burn down. And they need to pay us back. They sued the church for burning down their place. And the church said, no, it's not, not us. We never did that. And, and how could they sue us? This is ridiculous. And, and, and before the judge dispensed the sentence, he said to the church, he said, you know what's strange? It seems like the Ramsha people believe in prayer more than you guys do. <laughs> uh, they, they believe your prayer did it. And you're saying no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I wonder if we don't pray, family, because we just, we just don't believe That God truly answers. We just don't believe what Jesus said in in John 1, 11, that he came to his own and his own received him not. But to them who received him, he gave them the power, brother Ricky, to be called the sons and daughters of God. I wonder if we don't believe, man. Because we haven't seen the awesome, omnipotent, mighty God do his thing. I like telling people that my God is so great, man, that he's a mountain moving. Red Sea parting, lion taming, fire quenching, dead raising, water walking, wine turning. He's an awesome God. He's a God you can trust in. He's a God you can depend on. One song says you may not know how or you may not know when. But my Jesus, he's going to do it again. We serve a God that answers prayer, family. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. Yes, he does. So what if we don't believe, man? But well, let me tell you, my Jesus believed in the power of prayer. Uh, Mark 135 tells us. Mark 135 tells us that Jesus would get up a great while before dawn. That's about four o'clock every morning. He got up and he would pray, man. He would pray. He would pray because Satan is planning our days while we're sleeping. He got up. And every prayer, man, he uttered, man. It connected him to God. It filled him with power. It protected him from temptation. Listen to me. If a sinless Jesus, huh? If a sinless Jesus would pray sometimes all night. What about you and I, family? What about you and I? Uh, Auntie Ellen once um, painted this picture that angels look at us in awe. They're shocked. Because all of heaven is at our disposal, power and grace and strength is at our beck and call, and we live weak, wavering lives. Huh? We live powerless, powerless, screwed up lives, all because, all because, all because we do not come to God in prayer. Huh? Jesus knew the power of prayer, he sure did. He prayed until a, a, a dead man hopped up from the grave he prayed until a blind man started seeing prayed until the deaf got to talking man he prayed and the lame man started leaping and jumping man jesus believed in the power of prayer believed it man he believed it and he practiced the power of prayer but but listen man listen 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 listen. he so believed in the power of prayer that, that 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 jesus actually only made four requests prayer requests to us there are not many places in the Bible, in the New Testament, where Jesus actually asked us to pray for stuff. Yeah, it's just about three or four. One of them is Matthew twenty-four, where he said, "You know, pray that your 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 flight, your escape, be not on the winter or on the Sabbath." You could pray for that. That's a powerful prayer. He's saying that your prayer would actually determine when you're going to be attacked. <laughs> that, that, so awesome this thing is he told the disciples right in the garden of gethsemane gethsemane he said pray that you enter not into temptation your prayer could beat back the forces of darkness you see let me me help you to understand something family you see when you pray for people especially your family that don't know jesus people that are not in a relationship with god their minds are enshrouded in darkness understand what i'm saying the spirit of satan Fills their minds with thoughts of evil and selfishness. They can't think their own thoughts. Do you, do you hear me? Yep. When you pray. You weak waver and sinner. When you pray. When you call on the name of God. Your prayer beats away that darkness. Your prayer creates a tunnel of hope. Your prayer is a beam of light. Shining. Through their dark minds, so they could begin to get the fresh air of the spirit of God moving and speaking into their minds and transforming their lives. Your prayer, Amen. your prayer family. Amen. That's why Paul could say in 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 6. Second Corinthians, could could Errol keep up with me, man? 2 Corinthians 4 6. Hear what Paul says he said, Look, man, if our gospel is hid. Quoting from verse 4, it is hid to them who are lost in whom the God of this world, the devil, has blinded their minds. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine. Your prayer does that. You're getting me? You're getting me? You're getting me? Your prayer does that. It makes a difference. So Jesus believed in the awesome power of prayer. He lived it he practiced it he experienced it and let me tell you man because prayer is so powerful you read about abraham right you, you, you read the story about abe god was about to blow sodom to smithers right and god is like nah can't roll like that let me go holler at my boy abe so god goes up to abraham right and he said look abe this is what's going on sodom is about to perish and abraham is like uh uh-uh. uh you you you're god you don't roll like that what if you found 50 people god is like i got your back they won't be destroyed Abe thought about it, man. He's like, well, what about 45? God is like, nah, they're good. Abe thought about it. He said, man, a lot. I mean, he's counting, right? Nah. She's still backing it up in the club. Won't make it. Uh-uh. Nah, 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 still cussing. Uh-uh. Still, a, still addicted to rum and Red Bull. Scratch that one. Nah. No, won't make it. So he, he said, well, well, God, look, what about, um, what about 30? God is like, nah, they won't be destroyed about it again, made another count, right? And he came back again. And said, "Lord, I don't want to push my luck now. I I I don't want to overdo it. But what what if you found twenty? God is like, I got you, bro. I got you. Twenty. Sodom saved. Abraham thought about it again, recounted, right? He said, "Man, let me just make sure, man. They living in Christ, man. They too many people on the river in the bank, they." No, they won't make it. Just one more time. Seriously, just one more time. I'm not going to bother you again. One more time. What have you found? Ten. And he's waiting, right? God is like, no, I got you. you found ten, man? Sodom saved. Can't destroy the wicked with the righteous, right? Saved. But let me tell you something. Abraham is the one who stopped asking. God is not the one who stopped granting abraham is the one who said to himself he's overdoing it god is not the one who said thus far and no further probably abraham could have bring that thing down to three and save the city that's the power of prayer you're not hearing me today you're not hearing me man when you pray When you call on the name of Jesus. When you pray, man. Awesome, remarkable, amazing. God things happen in your life. And in the life of your family. Thank you, other. When you pray, man, amazing things happen. You feel me, family? Jesus understood the power of prayer. He sure did. And Jesus' first prayer request. His first prayer request to us. Is found in Matthew 9, 20, 37, and 38. His first prayer request he's healing, he's preaching, he's delivering. Ah, he's 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 casting out demons, right? He's seeing the multitude, they're broken men, trapped in homes, disabled people, men, multitude, men like sheep without a shepherd, uh, uh, addicted to, to drugs and, and, and pornography, men. Ah, sheep without a shepherd, seeing the multitude. The Bible says that they are depressed, men, men, they're, they're, they're depressed, lonely. Think that God don't even care, man. He is seeing the multitude family like sheep without a shepherd and my god had his first prayer request he said listen 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 disciples listen men. ah the harvest is ripe that's not the problem ah but the laborers oh god of heaven and earth but the laborers they're few they're few jesus says they're few you see let me tell you what jesus was saying is there are more people who wants to hear and know about jesus than there are people who are willing to share him say it again preacher your accent is thick they missed it, it. there are more people Hallelujah. who are yearning and dying to hear about the lovely long-suffering lord Amen. than there are church people who are willing to share him Amen. why 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 the laborers few because the laborers think church is about them yeah the laborers that they, all they're concerned about is that was my favorite hymn song uh did, did he preach what i wanted him to preach the laborers are few because the laborers are preoccupied with church as their own entertainment they don't give a hoot about people that don't know jesus huh 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 they don't man they don't they're few men and you you could just look at our our um nomination process most of our offices is for us It's about us babysitting one another why isn't there an office for for for, for the um teenage pregnant um girls in in hollywood why, why nobody has an office that 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 helps people retrain who, who lost their jobs Why isn't there an office, man, for some people who want to start their own businesses? Why are there offices that deal with people's real everyday need? The laborers are few because they're babysitting one another. They're entertaining one another. And they call that church. That's that's churchianity, man. That's empty religious experiences. That's why after 10 years, you haven't even grown. Because the laborers are few. There are few, men. There are few, men, And listen, man, you see what I mean? All we're doing really and truly, spiritually, is spiritual incest. That's why our kids are retarded. You see what I mean? Spiritual incest. We're in this thing just for each other and one another, man. God has not called you for that. He says the laborers are few. Don't stop there. He didn't stop there. Oh, my, I love Jesus. Verse 38, he says, he said, you pray. Hear me out, family. You know the power of prayer. You know the, interce- the interceding efficacy of prayer. He said, you pray to the Father yes. to send forth laborers. What Jesus? It was breaking Jesus' heart because he looked at the multitude. I remember Jesus was one person. Jesus was not the Holy Spirit. He could not be everywhere at the same time, right? Just one Jesus. He said, look, man, if I could have a mini Christ in every home, Huh? If I could have a mini Jesus at every office, man, if I could have somebody, huh? Somebody on the workplace telling their neighbors, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today and I know that He is living. Whatever men may say, if I can have a mini Jesus, huh? In every village, man, in every school, in every classroom, then the harvest that is ripe would be reaped with abundance. Hallelujah! Lord, would be reaped with abundance. You see, the laborers are few because we have a poor definition of evangelism. Our understanding of evangelism is straightening people out. Tell them stop eating pork. Zima, who put the pork in on my dinner? Stop it! Stop eating pork. No more white rum. Just straighten people out. Stop wearing jewelry. And your skirt too short. We, our definition of evangelism is straightening people out. That's it. That's why we only focus on the external. That's why we're so shallow as a people. Shallow, and that's why we're so ungodly and mean. Amen. Because we think all we need to do is know about the truth, but not know Jesus the truth himself. I think I'm preaching this thing. We have a faulty de- evangelism is not about straightening people or that is unbiblical. Evangelism according to the Bible is go tell what God has done for you. that's what the bible says everybody that jesus touched everybody he he healed and and cast out five thousand demons from a man the man said i want to follow you jesus jesus said go tell your friends how god has delivered you man that's evangelism that's evangelism that's evangelism right there you you see what i'm saying fam that's really you tell about how god has touched your life You tell of how he has transformed you. You tell, tell about the day, uh, that day, one day when I was lost, man. Jesus died upon the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. Tell, tell. That's evangelism. That's evangelism. And I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. But love lifted me. That's evangelism, man. You tell what God has done and what he's doing in your life so Jesus said listen man Jesus said look pray for laborers the harvest is not the issue the people that need to find Jesus people who want to be baptized who wants bible studies who want to be led to to, to a closer walk with God that is not your problem your problem is there are no laborers there are no people who have a heart and a passion and a yearning, and a zeal, and a desire to say, "God, use me." There are not many Isaiah's, man. When God opened His eyes, man, when He got a when He got a glimpse of the glory of God. Listen, man, when you get a glimpse of God's glory, it has to change your life. Amen. Isaiah first experienced, man, he realized how rotten and filthy he was, and after he realized how unclean and unholy he was, God said, "Man, even with your." unholy unclean self i've washed you i've touched you i want to send some people in hollywood i want to send some people in the workplace man isaiah man who would go isaiah said here am i send me send me and that's why paul could say to timothy in first timothy four and verse 16 he said man you 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 preach and teach the doctrines for in doing so, you're going to save others. You're going to save yourself and those who hear you. You, you, you follow me, family? Amen. My prayer today is that God would so raise us up that we will truly live out the words of Psalm 373 Thus I would go on missions of mercy, following Christ from day unto day, raising the fallen, uh, lifting the broken telling the loss of Jesus the way my prayer is that is that God would so move and still and uh, break us that we would would be so hungry and excited to share the mercies of our Savior that we'd live out the words of three six seven which says man which says rescue the perishing care for the dying snatch them in pity from sin and the grave weep weep For the erring one, lift up the fallen. Tell them about Jesus. Why? He's the mighty to save. That's my prayer for you this Sabbath church. That you would be on fire to invite, to compel, to excite people about your Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your sweet powerful potent presence in this place amen thank you for challenging us and god i pray right now for the names we have called we have text we've emailed I, I pray god for those who would post on facebook those who would tweet those who would get to social media and announce the awesome things that is about to take place at saving grace amen. yes god i pray for that you would raise up laborers amen For this revival. raise up laborers of God. Men who would be hungry. Women who would be thirsty. To see people know the resurrected Christ. Amen. God, I just pray for their work. I pray for their efforts. That it will not be in vain. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life. Please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.